This is The Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. And welcome to The Bullpen, Monday edition. Monday. Is that right? Monday. Is that right? I'm I'm amped. I've drank way too much coffee today. Yeah, you know, well, doing the eleven to two show. You're coming off that like, that big the the big uh, morning show. Look at you, big timer over here. Yeah, and I I got the call about an hour before that I needed they needed my help and so the I issue, took out the big S and I said I'm there for you, Mark Caesar. So the issue really is is you've had too much coffee. Yes, that's that's what I'm here. First it was Ben, and during that pro- the whole process of eleven to two, that was me. Too much coffee. Well. But that's okay. I don't believe there is such a thing as too much coffee. Not in my world. I mean, look, we're not, not in my world, indeed. It's not like we're talking about blue meth, all right? We're talking about we're talking about coffee. Speaking of which, I'm still plowing through Better Call Saul. Yeah, it might be one of the best shows of all time. Uh, I wouldn't argue with that. I I couldn't get past season four. I'm loving it only only because uh, it just couldn't keep my attention. I liked it very much, but for me. Uh, like I've heard a lot of people say, well, I think it's I think it's better than Breaking Bad, and I could un- I could see that, but I just couldn't stick with it. I'll probably will come back to it at sure. some point, but for now, I don't remember B- Better Call Saul enough to make the comparison because I watched Breaking Better Bad, Call- Breaking yeah, thank you, Breaking Bad because I watched it so long ago. I remember loving it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I binged it just like I did this one, but I don't know, it's pretty dang good. It's really good. Also, I started Rings of Power. Is it? Is that the? Uh, Ooh, that's the, the new Lord, Lord of the Rings, Rings on Rings. Amazon. Oh my god! I had no expectations, and it has blown me away. I am not a Lord of the Rings man. Oh man, never have been. I tried, tried the books when I was young. Yeah. Uh, similar fashion. Uh, I had the same feeling about the books, the Tolkien books, as I did about like C.S. Lewis and mm. his books. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, great, great stories, great movies. Just not. Sure, just, you know, kind of like. Look, if you didn't if you didn't like the movies as much, you won't like the show. It's it's yeah. pretty much structured the same, but it's fun. And these these actors, I don't know a single one, never heard of a single one of them, and they are all crushing it. It is it is it took it took my attention. It it got my attention almost immediately, almost like what Lost did. Yeah, Lost got my attention like that with that plane crash, and they had a little war in the very beginning of the first episode, and I absolutely loved it. So. Best series I've been watching lately is is uh, The Offer. Okay, I that you know what about Al Ruddy and the, the making of the, the the Godfather. That's a weird way to say the boys, but that's okay. The boys. <laughs> you watch the boys? No. Oh, it's it's no. anti superhero. It's so good. Ah, well, I am definitely anti superhero. You did that. I think you definitely <laughs> like this only because it's such a ridiculously saturated market, and it has been for like twenty. Dude, years. Dude, it is the most vulgar, graphic, messed up oh, show you'll ever this. watch I in your entire life. This, yeah. Thank you, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well. I mean, from the mind of Seth Rogen, what would you expect? Right? Exactly. So lots to get to today here in the bullpen, and we're going to begin somewhere we don't oft begin, and that's something in the NBA. Mm. As the NBA and the union are discussing lowering draft eligibility age. Again? Down to, down to 18. I thought they just brought it up. Well, so uh, there's there serious talks over the, the collective bargaining agreement already underway, and this is a major change. It could take effect in less than two years. Apparently, the NBA... Players Association expected to agree on uh, moving the age eligibility for the draft from 19 to 18, which will clear the way for the return of the high school player that wants to make the jump straight to the pro ranks. This has LeBron James written on it. That's immediately <laughs> who I thought of when I saw this. Yeah. 
Uh, of course, they they raised the age from eighteen to nineteen back in two thousand five. Oh my God, it was two thousand five. I thought it just happened. Yeah, welcome to old age, uh, dude. Yeah. But uh, in July yeah. of this year, Commissioner Adam Silver did say he was hopeful that the rule get reversed. So, if agreed upon, recent high school graduates could be draft eligible by the twenty twenty four NBA draft. Interesting. December fifteenth. Yeah, this has Bronny, little Bronny, written all over it. You think this is why they're doing it? Yes, just for him. Because because LeBron wants. We we talked about this last last yeah. hour. LeBron wants to play with his kids. Yeah, and if he has to wait for them to at least do a like a year or two of college, then I mean it's going to be like twenty twenty six by the time he and he's going to want to be an owner by that point and not want to play anymore. It's hard to believe that he himself has been playing for so many years. I know. I remember. I was in high school when he first started. Mm. Just uh, man, everything you say makes me feel old. What year is it? What year is this now? Twenty twenty two. Yeah, I, my twenty year reunion is in a year and a half. That's rough, dude. That's rough. We don't want to talk about my reunion. <laughs> You've uh, had a few already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so de- December fifteenth, that's the mutual opt out date for the current CBA. Both sides have to hold their next in person meeting this week. And additionally, the NBA and the NBA Players Association. Discussing whether players may be allowed to cite mental illness as an injury designation Good. as opposed to just a physical ailment. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah, that would give players the ability to treat their mental health concerns with the same sort of gravity as any other injury. Take it, actually take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. news out of the NBA today there. and uh, Go Sonics. We'll, we'll see what happens. Go Sonics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And OU still sucks, right? Hey, nailed it. <laughs> uh, OKC still sucks. Over to golf now. Where uh, Live Golf CEO Commissioner Greg Norman visiting Capitol Hill later this week. He's going to be talking about the circuit's plans and business model with lawmakers. I'm going to have to watch that one. <laughs> of course, this is a, a, a sticky, a sore spot with a lot of Capitol Hill lawmakers due to the controversial ties with Saudi Arabia uh, and Saudi Arabia's human rights records, mm-hmm. things like that. Which is ironic because they have their hand in everything. Yeah, that, in they that they do. That they do. Uh, lawmakers are also concerned about the tour's uh, alleged efforts to prevent it from becoming a live golf, from becoming a, a legitimate rival for the best golfers in the world. Of course, we also know there's that antitrust lawsuit mm-hmm. that's ongoing. Uh, Department of Justice opened an investigation into whether PGA Tour acting illegally as a monopoly. So all this stuff is still ongoing, but Greg Norman's going to be in there in Capitol Hill talking about all this today. Uh, according to, uh, let's see, live golf spokesman Jonathan Grello. Says Live Golf's coming to the Hill this week to meet with lawmakers from both parties, given the PGA Tour's attempts to stifle our progress and reimagining the game. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. We think it's imperative <laughs> to educate members on Live's business model and counter the Tour's anti-competitive efforts. Now, I wouldn't argue with that last bit. I think the PGA Tour is being woefully anti-competitive here. They're trying to play the victim too much. I get here. they are. And listen, if, if you want to be great, and you have competition, then be better. Yeah. Be better. Yep. Don't whine. And that goes for both of you. I know Liv's brand new, but you guys don't whine over here too. Yeah, we get it. You're brand new and you're making, you know, $4 million uh, 18 holes. That's great. That's great. Shut up. I will say they have a gripe to, they have a gripe if no network is going to pick them up. Because then you say uh, Apple TV denied them. Apple TV is the first of the streaming services and their reason was you are too toxic. Yeah. So... And I and you can see this coming a mile away. Maybe that's why he's going to Washington to try and kind of calm down a little, try and bring the the heat down a little bit, yeah. so to speak. And then maybe that helps them make, look a little more human, right? And maybe they can get picked up by a network, legitimize themselves exactly. over there, and live yeah. a little bit more by but, saying we are a business. Here's our model. Here's how we plan to do it. But Greg Norman is the guy to do that. Is kind of scary. That's a that is a wild card 
game to play right there. Shark, huh? I mean, look, he's very outspoken. He can speak easily, but we don't know if he's going to say the right things. Yeah. That's the problem because he gets agitated very easily. That he does. And he's always. We been know that what way. happens when he gets upset. Yeah. So yeah, he bites people. He's got to be <laughs> sharks do. He's got to be calm to the masses to to bring down the temperature and maybe legitimate legitimize them a little bit. This isn't gonna. I mean, the temperature is gonna remain uh, sky high for a long sure. time. But, but you he's know, gotta he, you know make it look like you brought up the 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 broadcasting issue for Liv. And uh, part of this antitrust lawsuit accuses the PGA of pressuring vendors, agents, broadcast partners, and sponsors not to work with Live Golf. Mm-hmm. So there is that accusation mm-hmm. that oh well, you're you're making it hard for us to even find broadcasters. I would be shocked if that wasn't true. <laughs> yeah, I, I fully believe it is. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I don't. They think have it's... such a long relationship with all these people, mm-hmm. all these companies forever. Mm-hmm. PGA has been around forever, so of course they're going to have a little bit, you know. They'll be in the face, the, in the ears of these guys, being like, "You don't want to deal with them." Remember, we've been friends forever, forever, forever. So, uh, also, uh, there's the issue. You know, Live Golf they can't get their recognition from the official World Golf Ranking, and, uh, which PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan is on the board, by the way. <laughs> the World oh, Golf Ranking, shocker, yeah, shocker. This will never happen. Uh, and of course, they're used to determine exemptions to the four major cha- championships and whatnot. Cameron Smith, meantime, one of the defectors. Mm-hmm. Over there to live golf, making the argument that you better start including us in these rankings pretty soon. I mean, these are some of the best golfers in the world. Yeah, there now. Well, so. and 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 Smith, you know, uh, speaking of the best golfers in the world, right at home there on the fifty four tour. Uh, he he finished tied for fourth in his live golf debut earlier this month in Boston. Won his second start, live golf Chicago on Sunday at the uh, Rich Harvest Farms in Sugar Grove, Illinois. He's going to dominate that league. Mm, He's going to make so, so much man. money. I Maybe that's so. why he. Didn't take a whole lot up front because he knew some of these guys, it kind of seems like they're just coasting at the moment. Like, you know, we haven't really heard from Dustin Johnson in a while. We knew we weren't going to really hear from Phil Mickelson. He's long past his prime. He's just coasting along. They knew he wasn't going to make a lot of money on the tour, so they had to give him a bunch of money up front to yeah. bring him on Yeah, because some of these guys are just going to, at this point, and look, if they if it doesn't count in the world rankings, why should why should they try so hard if they've already got a bunch of money up front? Yeah, and they can coast along, and then maybe when things start to get a little bit more nationally known and spotlights a little bit bigger, that's when they can bring out their A game again. When they're no longer just relegated to YouTube, right? Stuff like that. Exactly. Something that legitimizes live golf mm-hmm. beyond just a, a, a fringe spinoff of the PGA. Um, but I, I don't know. You know, you mentioned Dustin Johnson. So, you know, they live with their teams. Yeah. It's still kind of weird. Uh, he's the, uh, the captain, I believe, of the, the four aces. And what a their, name. their team title is, uh, won now four consecutive events. Okay. So, do they all get a little bit of money then if their whole they team do. wins? I believe so, they do, yeah. there's another reason yeah. to not bring your A game every time when you're on a team aspect. They got, they got a very or weird structure, you know, yeah, with, with the teams and, and all that. And, and the payouts are, are Strange. I still haven't grasped all of Liv, the way all of Liv is structured. Sure. But I don't know. I, I find myself siding with Liv more and more. Yeah. I mean, I find all of them to be quite petulant right now. You're whining like a bunch of kids. Yes. But more and more, I, fi- I find myself over here with Liv. You know, it's like, look, I, I, I'm all, I love the PGA. You guys are great. But I think you guys are a little slimy right now. A little bit. I think you are. A little bit. Yeah. Because they're doing everything they can to de- delegitimize L-I-V. Live. Dang it, I can't keep saying that. You know, when I first started, I, I thought it was 
L-I-V. Everybody thought it was. That's L-I-V. L-I-V. That's I don't what know, we what all exactly, you know, I don't even really have not even done the research. Well, does Liv stand for something? Probably. Like, live, live strong. Well, L-I-V, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We could probably look that up. L-I-V. Google could probably tell so us. So what would that be? That would be, what, 54 in Roman numerals? Something like oh, that. Oh, sure. The 54 tournament. Duh. Ah, <laughs> you guy. You're smart, that, man. about that? I almost Googled that, too. How about that? The, <laughs> what? You were trying to figure out what it is? Oh, I was going to check. You know, uh, what, I don't, you know, I don't the know. Roman what, numerals? Well, no. I was just going to oh. see what L-I-V stood for. If it, had a, if it was an acronym or if it was, you know, the Greek. I'm going to uh, make a confession right here, right now, in the airwaves of Austin, Texas. That the oh, only man. reason that I know anything about Roman numerals is because of the Super Bowl and Rocky Balboa. That's it. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about Roman numerals were it not for the Super Bowl and Rocky Balboa. Yeah, we. So we thank had, you, Italian Stallion. We had to learn Greek Greek mythology one year in high school. And I remember I had to do a really big presentation on Cleopatra. I don't remember a single thing about it, but like one of the things was the Roman numerals, and <laughs> it was the worst. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. It's Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl raised me. Basically, yeah, taught you. me. Thank you, Super. For me, it was thank Rocky. You, Super Bowl. Rocky secondarily Super Bowl. Yeah. The Cowboys specifically in their run against the uh, the Bills. That was that, a little that's when I really started picking it up before my time. Yeah, no, again, you should rub it in and I'm old. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. I just, had a, I just had, my co-host was younger than me just now, right? So it's, it's hard to believe. Balance. It's hard to believe, kid. <laughs> On the way, Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy, a uh, rather invigorated Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. That's, bit, that's new. Dude's got a bit of energy coming off their win yesterday. Interesting. We'll see okay. what, what he has to say and a whole lot more coming up here in the bullpen. This is The Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. We're young in spots. You know, some of our young guys did some excellent things, and but they, you know, they made a few mistakes, and, and that's where you want to be. I mean, you want to win football games and and have the opportunity to correct and grow, and, and that's, that's where we'll come out of this. This was an excellent win for us. Uh, I'm just so happy for our players. You know, especially, the, you know, the time and energy, because uh, we all have the same amount of time, but just the time and energy and focus they put in the end-of-game situations and, and to go down and win that at the end of the game. Brett, I mean, I'm so happy for Brett. You know, he gets gets to come back home here, and he makes the game winner. So we actually gave him the, the game ball here at, 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 in the locker room. So excellent team win. And there you go. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy on the excellent team win. He now, calls it yesterday. Now you know what I deal with when I cut – McCarthy audio and Listen, Stark audio and that was the not amount nearly of times as bad they go, as what you deal with. Uh, 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 uh. That was not nearly as bad as what you deal with, and I think it's because the Cowboys are coming off this this what twenty seventeen win against the the Bengals yesterday. Can I also complain about something real quick? Fire away. For two hours, I was sitting in your seat, yeah. and that microphone sucks. Constantly pointed down. Yeah, was constantly. I had to hold it the whole time. And you just walk in here fixed and fix that, yeah. and I'm annoyed. How did you do that? Now that's 16 years of radio. For Damn right it, there, my friend. How did you do that? It's right in here. All right, so these these little rubber things here. Yes. you, you got to fix these up. You gotta you gotta fix these here. I right? fixed so that. I did fix like that, that, and it still kept dropping. You, know, you also got to have the last name Osborne. Right? Yeah, man. Hey, listen. There's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow. You know, always tomorrow. I won't be in that same chair tomorrow. Don't worry. So, uh, Dallas Cowboys coming out uh, emerging victorious yesterday and over the Cincinnati Bengals, twenty to seventeen. Cooper Rush uh, filling in pretty well for the injured Dak Dak Prescott. Uh, He completed nineteen of thirty-one passes, two hundred thirty-five yards, 
First quarter touchdown to Noah Brown while filling in for the injured Prescott, who's had his uh, right thumb surgery. Uh, that came to what, just a day after their season opening loss to the Buccaneers. I mean, I was su- I, I was surprised. He looked good. I, he did. He really did against a Bengals team, which is a lot better than what they showed on Sunday. But yeah. look, that's what they showed on Sunday, and they lost, and Cowboys won. So. Yeah. Yeah, good for Cooper Rush. I mean, that's that's great. That's huge. They need any sort of un, unexpected win that they can get because they need they need that to get to the playoffs. Yeah. So we had uh, let's see. Overall, uh, Cooper Rush twenty five of forty, three hundred twenty five yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner uh, uh, to Amari Cooper with fifty one seconds left to play against the Minnesota Vikings uh, last year. So. Other than that, uh, that was the last time he played uh, when Prescott was sidelined because of mm-hmm. that calf strain. Mm-hmm. So other than that a- appearance, and then his 19 of 31 for 235 yesterday, we haven't seen a whole lot of Cooper Rush, but yeah. but he he seemed he looked pretty good. Uh, he's now the fifth quarterback since 1966 to lead a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter or overtime of his first two career starts. Uh, T.J. Yates did it with the Texans in 2011, and John Kitna. <laughs> it's not what we used to call him, by the way. We probably called him the same thing. Uh, not at all. What we, we didn't to have to him. deal with him as long when as I was you up did. There in Washington. Uh, <laughs> also, Wade Wilson of uh, Minnesota. I just love the face you gave me as soon as you said his well, name. Because I almost and I knew what you were gonna. I knew what you were thinking because his name almost came out what we used to call him, and the FCC would find me if I told you what I used to call John Kidna. So I, I was just use I, your imagination. I was sitting there like really. That was a lot of mental strength that you saw just was, now. Don't say it. I heard. Don't I, I felt it. say it. I felt it. Can cut that tension right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, this this was a big win. Uh, the uh, the it came down really. Uh, I mean, the only the only pass pass attempt that Rush didn't complete on on that final drive was a spike to kill the clock. Three seconds remaining. Uh, he opened up the uh, the final the final drive with an eight yard completion to Ceedee Lamb, uh, followed by Noah Brown's twelve yard catch off a tip pass. Lamb caught a ten yarder to get the Cowboys uh, to the Cincinnati thirty two. Then after a three-yard run by Tony Pollard, the clock ticked down. And uh, this time, the Cowboys were able to align themselves uh, in time for Cooper Rush Spike. And then the rest was history. This season, week one, was good from 51. This is 50. Does he do it, Jeff? There it is, on the way! Maher's kick! It's good! And there you go, your Dallas Cowboys with Brett Maher's leg. Taking over the Look at 20, that. 2017 victory over, Cowboys over the Bengals. Finally won with a kicker. And that is how why, about that? That's why you heard a little life in Mike was McCarthy's that, voice. Was that Romo and uh Nance on the call? Might have, been, might have been. Kinda that's kinda sounded like probably it. was Romo. That's cool. that's probably cool. was well Romo. if it was Romo, then Nance was was his counterpart. You're talking about Jim? Jim Nance. Jim Nance. Jim Nance. Hi, hi everybody, Jim Nance. Here. Hi. I'm Jim Nance. I'm Jim Nance. That is awful. This is the worst impression ever. So, do you have any after watching the Cowboys this past this weekend? Do you have any different opinion now on Mike McCarthy? Do you still think that uh, did he did he prove anything? Is his job still on the line? Ass still in the hot seat? Um, or could it be? I I go ahead. Well, it could it be that he's just been cosmically screwed? Look, I by think a series of injuries. And whatnot that have just completely left him unable to actually get off the ground as a head coach to begin with. Ask me again when they lose, and we'll see if they come out with a counter argument to this almost immediately, because that just means they are just they're just triggered by the moment. 
So they win a game that they didn't necessarily expect to win with a backup quarterback. Oh, well, maybe Mike McCarthy does know what he's talking about. (laughs) Next week they're going to lose against whoever they play. What is Mike McCarthy still doing on the sidelines? So I I don't know. I mean, I think think he has all the confidence. I think the owner has all the confidence in the world in McCarthy, and that's that's the number one only person you got to worry about. If Jerry Jones is still aligned, he's going to be around. It could be a, it could be a, a number of things. It could be luck. It could be a struggling Bengals team, right? Which I think that it could be just a fluke. The Cowboys could actually be legit. It could be all sure. these things. Yes, I don't believe the Cowboys are legit. We saw how good they looked last week against a very good team, which actually didn't look very good at all this week either. So I don't really know. There's, there seems to be a lot of parity in the NFL just to start off this season. Yeah. I don't know. Cowboys uh, tied in Dalton Schultz. Pretty fired up in the locker room after the game. Hey, remember this feeling, man. This is what it's all about. This is the locker room after a win. Enjoy it. Take care of each other. Great win. We got to be ready to get back to work next week, man. Let's go. Family on three. One, two, three. Family. So there you go. All right. So back to work Thanks, Vin Diesel. Uh, So now the uh, the Cowboys, talking about the Bengals. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow, one of the better young quarterbacks out there. in his rookie year, he suffered a season injury, uh, a season injury, season in, season you ending injury on a sack. Right. There you go. God, you sound, that sounded so. Uh, good. So after that, Bengals said, oh, "We got to prove our O line." Right. Second year, sacked more than any other quarterback in the NFL. Bengals said again, "We got to improve our O line." <laughs> now he's into his third year, and he's getting sacked more than ever. Get this: he was sacked six times yesterday against Cowboys. A week after, he was sacked seven times against Steelers. So through two games, he's been sacked thirteen times. Put. <laughs> Puts him on pace for 111 sacks this season. And he's not mobile. That is preposterous. He is not a very mobile quarterback. No. He's young, but he ain't mobile. No. You know what this is called? This is called Russell Wilson 2.0. It's called David Carr 2.0 is what this is. <laughs> in fact, David Carr set the record with 76, being sacked 76 times in 2002 for the expansion Houston, Texas. No wonder he and ain't I remember that anymore. season. I remember that season. It was no wonder off. his brother doesn't want to play for Houston. Now, I think we'd be ridiculous to think that Joe Burrow is actually going to be sacked 111 times this yeah. year. Partially because you get hit that many times, you're not going to stay healthy enough to get sacked 111 times. To have that happen also, you would also be really good at running into a sack. And Mm -hmm. that's more of a mobile quarterback thing. He's not really that. He can stand in the pocket. He can get the ball out. Yeah. He needs to get better at at seeing the pass rush, coming, you know, and getting rid of the ball quickly. Uh, But, I mean, he's just not good enough Mm -hmm. at avoiding sacks right Mm -hmm. now. And, and, well, he doesn't have a line to help him anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Over in Houston, Texans. Well, they you know they they were sitting atop the AFC South following their uh, their tie their what is it twenty twenty tie with the, uh, the yep. Colts yeah no longer sixteen nine oh. road loss against the uh, your Russell Wilson and the Broncos <laughs> <laughs> let me let me talk to you real quick about the Broncos fan base do you know how they reacted to their quarterback being booed in Seattle. Not very well. I don't know they get high. I mean, not, that's what they do they, over there, Not right? very well. They went on social media and called us classless, called it horrible, called it the dumbest thing in the world you could do. And what did they do by the second quarter against their team? Booed them. They booed Russell Wilson for two and a half quarters that's until amazing. he finally came back and won. So you want to call us classless? Look in the mirror. Sounds to me like uh, Denver's got a 
Got a whole new crop of Gen Z fans with that sort of hypocrisy. Unbelievable. Wah, wah, like, wah, get out of here. Get out of here. We booed him because he was a competitive opponent. More so than annoyed by him. The uh, the lone bright spot for the Texans yesterday appeared to be uh, rookie uh, Damian Pierce, who didn't even have the, 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 the most stellar game as it was. He rushed 69 yards, 15 carries, averaged 4.6 yards a run. He, he, for a bit there, it looked like he was headed toward his first 100-yard game. He probably would have if he had more opportunities, but it just didn't work that way. And the opener, he, he rushed 33 yards, 11 carries, mm-hmm. right? Didn't really Still have, not that great. No, not, not <laughs> at all. Uh, it was an altogether different story, though, against the Broncos. He, he, he looked better. Uh, he was the only Texans, uh, Texans running back to carry the football. 39 snaps overall, 62% of the overall plays. After the, after the game, uh, head coach Lovey Smith uh, weighed in on uh, what he felt was a pretty disappearing, uh, disappointing showing. Second week in a row, we didn't finish the way we need to. We had opportunities throughout. I think the guys played hard. Um, but offensively, never really got things going. We are able to... Uh, you know, to get Damon involved, more involved this week. But um, passing game-wise, there, there were uh, plays that we left out on the football field. Yeah, so uh, how could you not like Lovey Smith? Man, he sure sounded disappointed, though. He was. Like, very disappointed. Rightfully so. His team that played like crap. Feels like passion. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I think they've got the right guy for the wrong team. Maybe. That's what I think they got over there. I, they, they got the – I want to believe he can – Bring this team up because I'm such a big fan of Lovey Smith as so well. So am I. Good, big great fan. man. He's a great, great human, a great ambassador to the game. Just come on, Houston. You're in, you're the, the second biggest market in America. Figure it out. Figure out your football team. Yeah, yeah. Imagine how big that team would be if you got good again. Mm. Just even just a playoff contender every year. You don't have to be a Super Bowl contender, just a playoff contender every year. Come on. Well, we'll find out. Maybe this weekend on uh, Sunday at Chicago. Probably not going to go their way. Uh, that's probably going to be a brutal game to watch. Probably not going to go their <laughs> way. Uh, speaking of Chicago, NFC North, you know, one of the most storied divisions. Uh, two teams ranked number one and number two all-time in total wins. And after last night's win over the Bears, Packers are now just one win away from tying the Bears for the most wins in NFL history. 783 is where the Green Bay Packers find themselves now. 784 is where the Chicago Bears find themselves. Feels like there should be a lot more than that for it, how it long does, the NFL kinda. has been around. Well, they, the Bears have held this top spot since 1921. Wow. Of course, Aaron Rodgers has so notably claimed he owns the Bears in Soldier Field. Which he does. I think he does. I think he does. Uh, so, uh, Packers, let's see. They're set to face the Buccaneers this week. Bears set to play the Texans. Both are 1-1. Uh, one and we'll see what happens. But leave uh, it, leave it to the Bears to want to leave their their stadium on the verge of Aaron Rodgers retiring, so he just gets to retire his home. That's his home. Yeah. It'll always be his home. It is. It is his home. <laughs> it is indeed. Hey, did you see this bench clearing brawl, the Saints Bucks game yesterday? I heard about it, but I did not see it. So <clears throat> NFC South, I mean, got its share of rivalries down there. Uh, so take, for example, yesterday, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New Orleans Saints. It was early in the fourth quarter. This was a 2010 Bucks win, by the way. Things got pretty heated, though. Tom Brady and uh, Saints cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, they, they started oh my God. jawing at each other. Tom Brady would not stop screaming all game. He's flinging his helmet my around. God. All that stuff. Uh, it was 3-3. Brady, uh, Brady threw an incomplete deep pass to Scotty Miller on a third and five. Lattimore was in coverage. And then there were words after the play. Lattimore responded with a, a pretty dismissive gesture. 
Brady got offended. He uh, barked back at Lattimore. Uh, and then uh, Bucks running back Leonard Fournette shoved. <laughs> he shoved Lattimore. Chaos ensued there as Bucks receiver Mike Evans, who was off the field at the time, went sprinting back on, uh, shoved Lattimore to the ground. Both teams then jumped into this big dog pile, and everything just escalated from there. Oh, boy. Uh, after the game, uh, Mike Evans was actually asked about the fracas. No, I get spicy when you come to New Orleans. And they're a good team, physical team. You know, we matched that today. Tell us what, in your eyes, uh, sparked everything today. All I seen was, I, I know we were, we were like um, trying to get a, a flag called or whatever, and it wasn't called. And then all I see is uh, Lattimore, he like punched Lenny in the face or something like that, and then like pushed Tom. That's all I saw. So, you know, I, I just pushed him. Are you concerned that, that you might not be available next week? No, 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 no. That was that was terrible. 2017, I didn't even get ejected. And that, that was really a cheap shot. This wasn't. So he, he just said right there, he's not worried about getting suspended. Oop. Right? Well, well, as of today, the NFL has suspended Mike Evans for one game for the altercation last night. Is he going to appeal, though, I'm sure? Yeah, he's probably going to appeal it. Uh, but uh, he, he's allowed to appeal it under the collective bargaining agreement. But if he does, uh, the hearing's going to be uh, uh, before either, let's see, Derek Brooks or James Thrash, who have been jointly appointed by the league and the Players Association to rule on uh, appeals for on play, or on-field discipline. Is that former NFL player, Derek uh, Brooks? I think so. Right on. I think so. Good for him. Uh, but as of right now, not eligible to return until after Sunday's home opener against the Packers. Ooh, uh, yeah, you don't want to miss that game. You don't. Yeah, you don't want to miss that one, definitely. Not at all. But uh, he's accused of uh, violating uh, Rule 13, Section 2, Article 8G, uh, prohibiting oh, that one. unnecessarily running or diving into, cutting or throwing the body against or on a player who's out of play uh, or or, uh, or should not have reasonably anticipated such contact by an opponent before or after the ball's dead. Did you see it? Yeah. What do you think? Well, I... Does it warrant in a, a suspension? I think so. Okay. I mean, for one thing, he was off. He was on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, I don't believe Lattimore was fully paying attention. This isn't the first time yeah. the two of them have gone at it. Right. He got suspended in 2017 for something similar Mike Evans did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, no other play suspended here. A lot of people were, were saying that uh, Fournette should be uh, suspended, but he was not actually part of the – wasn't involved, I, I guess, in it was the, the, the penalties. Sure. Uh, so, therefore, he wasn't uh, – but uh, yeah, so there you go. That's uh, NFL starting off with a bang. News out oh of the NFL boy. today, yeah, Love indeed. Uh, so uh, more on the way here uh, in, in the bullpen, including uh, another step toward history in the ballpark. Before I forget, uh, there will be a, a, a Monday night uh, NFL doubleheader. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get to double dip. Fantasy tonight. implications are on the line tonight, my friend. Titans Bills kicks off six fifteen. Vikings Eagles kicks off at seven thirty. So. Keep that in mind. Monday night. And uh, like I mentioned, we're going to head over to the ballpark after the break where one man is just inches away now from Roger Maris, 61. Why are they still pitching to him? Because they're stupid. <laughs> Y'all so stupid. You're so stupid. That more in the bullpen. The Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. High fly ball. Right field. There it goes. Number 58, he's three away from Roger Maris. That right there, Aaron Judge, dude won't quit. He just keeps hitting balls out of the park. Again, pitchers, why are you throwing to him still? Do you want to be the one to give up the record? This is This is absolutely an historic season. So you heard there, home run number 58 for Aaron Judge last night. Uh, But it didn't end there. And the pitch. 
Deep to left. There it goes. He's one away from Ruth. Home run number 59 for Aaron Judge. And it's 10-4 Yankees. So I'm, I'm not a Yankees fan, but he now that he's there, I want to see him do it. I do too. Well, listen, he's so close now. How yeah. Could you, how could you not? And look, he's doing it in a in a time where steroids is still a thing and Judge has never been in trouble with that. And he's hit 50 I think he's home pretty runs clean. more more than anyone else has lately. And yeah, do it. He continues to no downplay for this. Him. No, I, I agree. He continues to downplay what he's doing here. You know, they won 12-8 yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you heard 58-59. There was also this that he did yesterday. Drill deep to left field. Is it high enough? No, it's one hop up against the wall. One run scores. Here comes Hicks. Here's the throw. Hicks will score. It's a two-run double for Judge. And the Yankees lead 12-6. He's the only man alive that can give you a two-run double and you're disappointed. <laughs> right? I love it. I mean, so Michael K, he's such a good he's such a good broadcaster. Yeah. So two home runs, a double, a single. He drove in four. <laughs> he set himself up now to break the AL single season home run record uh, at home this week. He already has the most single-season home runs by a right-handed batter in American League history. Yeah. So, I mean, he's 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 all but there. And it seems like he's now the front runner for MVP. Look at his look at this slash, dude. Uh, so, uh, yesterday he raised his September line to unthinkable numbers: four ninety-one batting average, right? In September, Five, yeah, <laughs> five eighty-six on base percentage, a one point zero one eight slugging percentage. Wow. So season line is now 316, 419, 701. Wow. Highest slugging percentage since Barry Bonds in 2004 and potentially the first 700-plus slug season in the AL since Mark McGuire did it in 1996 with the A's. What's his on-base percentage? Does it say that on there? On-base percentage right now, uh, let's see, was 586 for September, 419 for the season. Yeah, 586 for September. <laughs> well, and 419 for the season. That's so close to 604. Yeah. But did he do that for an entire season, though, right? So what? what's his season one, you said? Is this 400? 419. 419. That's God. God, that's still so good. He's slugging 701. <laughs> Just ridiculous. <laughs> and they're pitching to him because yeah. they're pitching to him. Well, and look at this, Why? too. Right? So, so listen to some of these other stats. Because so, right now we're in the ball tracking era of baseball. Yep. So five of his balls. Were uh, let's say 110 mile an hour plus, 115.4 mile liner deep to center field, 111.6, 111.3, 110.3, 111.8. Five out of his 59 were only were only hit that hard. No, this is just yesterday. Oh, okay. He okay. became, he became like, the what? first player in the league's ball tracking era to record five batted balls of 110 miles an hour He's or more. In. He is locked in. That mm-hmm. is scary. I, I feel bad for whoever has to play them in the postseason now. Yeah. Good Lord. And there's talk that he could. he's actually in the running for the Triple Crown now. The AL Triple Crown. Wow. So talk about a guy who bet on himself and completely won. He is a free agent next year. This guy. free. He is a free agent because he turned down big bucks with the Yankees and he bet on himself. He is going to be able to go to wherever he wants. Watch him end up right next to Mike Trout <laughs> in, the, in the hapless Anaheim Angels lineup. Look, they're yeah. not hapless when they play the Mariners, I can tell you that. They're loving this spoiler gig right now. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I, I know they still got a five-game lead over Baltimore. So don't complain. I am nervous, man. Stop. 
21 years. Stop. It's been 21 years, and now what if they lose it at the end? They might. They, they might. They are the Mariners, after all. Shut up. Listen, dude, I'm just... you. you got to be real. How dare you? What do the, what do the kids say? Keeping it 100? <laughs> never say that again. <laughs> Please never say that. I, even though you smirked while you re- attempted to, to say that. He's not hip enough, huh? <laughs> Your beard's too big, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Also in the bullpen, we head over to St. Louis. The first pitch. Albert unloads. Deep left. And this game is tied. 6.98. Albert Pools. Two away from 700. I got goosebumps. I, what just is hearing what is with the these crowd? great calls coming out of St. Louis? Lately? I just love hearing the crowd, too, in the background because they're all in unison screaming, yes. Yeah. And I just, that, that sound, it just, it's so smooth. And especially when there's that many people in such a big moment like that. God, that's so cool. This is uh, something of a late career renaissance for Albert Pujols here. Uh, and I really think his return to St. Louis has had a lot to do with it. Just his, yeah. his mental psyche, I think, has, has put him back in the headspace to play like he's 25 years old. Again. No doubt. Uh, he's hitting, uh, let's see, 265, uh, 19 home runs in uh, just 94 games. I mean, when was the last time he hit 265 in a season? He definitely didn't do that at all with the Angels. No. Not at all. No. He was a 240 or worse at, at best. Do 240 at best. So uh, the Cardinals are, let's see, they're in San Diego. to, to They kick off a series against the Padres in San Diego tomorrow. So he'll be up against uh, Mike Clevenger, Mike Sean Manaya, and Blake Snell. I'm pretty sure all three of these pitchers give up a lot of home runs, too. They do, although I think Mike Clevenger's probably going to – I don't see him getting against Clevenger. I do. You do? I think he'll hit a home run. I see it against more like Sean Manaya being the guy that gives up number 700 to Albert Pujols. I think he will hit – I. Th- mm. Oh, he he could do it. He could do. It. They're at San Diego. He could do with the warm weather there and the short field and left field. I think he can do it. There's 19 homers this year, second most in a single season by any player age 42 or older. He breaks a tie with when Carlton Fisk did it in 1990 and 1991, and Barry Bonds was 42 when he hit 28 homers back in 2007. This guy Pujols, man. He's pretty I just, good. I like him more and more all the time. Used to hate him. Used to hate his guts. Didn't want anything to do with him. That's that's all been reversed. I hated him way too much. Way too much. <laughs> you had a better reason. But. I did. I did. But uh, I also had that reason. Because that ball still has not landed. He hit up Brad Lidge in game five of the NLCS in 2005. But he was just a Mariner killer with the Angels. Digress. Him and Mike Trout together. <clears throat> Hey, speaking of the Astros, uh, the, Framer Valdez has set the MLB single-season record with 25 consecutive quality starts. This guy's great on the bump this year. He looks fantastic out there. your future number one right there. I think so. I th- as mm-hmm. soon as uh, Verlander is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and he's got 16 wins, which is a career high for him. That's right behind Verlander's 17 this year. Yep. He's also got a 2.57 ERA. Uh, so he's, he's, he's looking pretty good. So uh, he he helped the Astros cruise to that 11-2 victory yesterday over the A's. Uh, He's tied for the third longest all-time streak across multiple seasons. He ranks second in the AL with uh, Alvarez. Oh, I'm sorry. This is uh, is moved on to Jordan Alvarez here. (laughs) Jordan Alvarez. Just have too many good damn players on your team. He also played a big big role yesterday. He's extended uh, his hitting streak uh, to nine games. Second in the American League with 37 home runs. He drove in three yesterday. Uh, and uh, piled up nine hits, four homers, nine RBIs in the series. And the Astros took three or four. 
from Oakland. That's great for the Astros. I'm happy for them. It is. And, and Dusty Baker's been raving about their consistency lately, which I, I think is really necessary. I was a little worried. they got to be close to 100 wins now, huh? Yeah. Uh, where are they now? They are up to 90. I just had this in front of me not too long ago. I want to say they were 94, 96, somewhere around there. No, not quite. 94, maybe 90. Anyway, closer. Me, they're, they're just a few behind the Dodgers. 96. 96, so they 96. are 96. Sorry, okay. my phone is so freaking slow in this room. That's okay. Uh, so I, I, saw, I pulled this because I, I this was out of the, the, the crawfish boxes, which has a lot of good Astros news once in a while. Uh, the, the headline here, are we witnessing Yuli Gurriel's final regular season games with the Astros? Didn't he leave once before and then came back? No. No, he's been with them. The whole time? Mm-hmm. Who am I thinking of? You may be thinking of his brother. Maldonado. No, I'm thinking of... No, not Maldonado. Martin Maldonado may have. No, he's, he's always been. Has he's, he always... He's, he's been with, with him for a while. Somebody left and came back. Oh, he's not there anymore. He went to the Twins one year and then immediately came back. Oh, I'm, just, I'm drawing it. a blank on that. I don't, I don't think he's on the team this year, though. Well, there, so there, there are some there are some speculation that this could be the final year that Yuli, Yuri Gurriel is with the Astros. He's 38 years old. Um, he's, uh, I mean, he's been consistent as and productive as anybody could be since he's been part of the roster. Certainly one of the more beloved players over there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, 38 years old. He's, uh, appeared in 132 games this year. His slash line is starting to look pretty, pretty rough. Only 46 ribbies for the season. Uh, he's still pretty clutch though. I've seen him still come up in clutch moments, but I'm seeing some talk he'll, here he'll, that, that Trey Mancini, who they acquired this year, mm-hmm. actually could be the guy. To take over for Guriel on first base next year. That's not a bad. That's not a bad comparison. No, <laughs> but looking at the poll here on uh, crawfishboxes.com, twenty eight percent want him to re-sign with the Astros, Guriel, and seventy one percent say it's time to let him go. I mean, look, you got Trey Mancini now. He should be your everyday first baseman from now until forevermore. Yeah, you got Trey Mancini. That's pretty that's, much all you need. Yeah, you're pretty good there. You'll you'll be all right. Also in Texas, the uh, Rangers fall short in the finale. 5-3 loss to the Rays. They're now 63-83. and They are looking horrible. Uh, now back to uh, 20 games below 500. Good for pitching. you. Great stuff going on in Arlington up pitching. there, guys. You need pitching Rangers to to complement your hitting. Rangers have always had a rough time with pitching. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, it was 15, 20 years ago when the Rangers were losing games. It was like 14 to 15 they'd be losing these mm-hmm. games. So they had just all the bat power in the world. Bat, 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 all of them down the lineup, but nobody could throw the ball. Can't win if you don't have Nobody pitching. could throw it 60 feet, 6 inches. Mm-hmm. Did you see that rare triple play Orioles yesterday? No. Oh, this is, I missed this it. This is a pretty neat one, yeah. I, uh, I went to uh, late game triple play. I had to detox from sports this weekend because I had a good Saturday, but not a good Sunday. So I went and saw a horror movie instead of watching sports. What'd you see? I saw Pearl. 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 Not familiar it's with it. It's a prequel to X. It's an A24. Uh, it's an old school like Thrasher type movie. So the first one, it, the premise was this group of kids wanted to make a porno and they wanted to make it look real. So they rented out this farm in the middle of nowhere and the the uh, the, the people who owned the farm were not very good people. And so, like I said, it's a Thrasher movie. So when you say Thrasher, you mean like like uh, like slasher? Yes, same kind of thing. It's a very gory movie. It's a very gory. It's very uh, it's very Texas Chainsaw esque. Except you know, it's an old, an old, very old couple just deciding to serial killers. Yes. Uh, So the prequel 
is called Pearl because the girl's name was Pearl gotcha. in, in the first in the first movie, and then they actually actually made a sequel to X that's going to be coming out uh, once this movie distributes through the, okay. the the masses. I used to be a lot more into horror movies than I, I have become. Let me tell you, man, it is as good as it's ever been for the last at least ten years. They've been crushing it. Yeah, for a while Even they more, they maybe. started Hollywood started pushing away from horror. They'd still call it horror, but then you'd end up with like hostile and yeah. Stuff that I don't I like would, those. Like Turista. Yeah. I'm not a fan of uh-uh. the torture type movie. And then they kept making really bad sequels to really right. famous horror movies. But right. then they started getting creative. Like I don't know if you've seen Haunt, which is basically a horror movie about being in a haunted a, a haunted house, cool. like an attraction, like right. yeah. you, when you go pay to go to. Or It Follows, which is on Netflix, which is, God, so good. Um, any of the Don't Breathe movies, you got Lights Out. I could go on forever, man. The Conjuring like, movie. Insidious are, is one yeah, of my favorite. Conjuring's are good. Band, them and Con- Conjuring are one of my favorite horror franchises right now. I think if I had to, like, for me, I, I, I love a good ghost story, mm-hmm. but the kind where you never, ever see the ghost or yeah. the monster. You never see the monster. The whole movie you go, Blair Witch, prime example. Mm-hmm. One of the things I... I saw that in the theater back in the 90s. In 99, it was summer 99. It had only been released in, yeah. I don't know, maybe six cities. The hype surrounding it was, look at this website. They found this footage. This is legit. Mm-hmm. I remember so that. So all this worked for it. Uh, but I, I think the fact that you never actually saw The Witch also really worked. For sure. So. And look, I got, you know, you see Pennywise here on my phone. You see That's Pennywise cool, tattooed on my arm. Like, I'm a horror freak, man. I love it. Good stuff. And man. I got Good Jason stuff. and Slimer on my, and a ghost. How about that? Almost like I like this sort of thing. <laughs> Did you get that in your last stint, your prison stint? No, so this was that? for my girlfriend's birthday. We uh, all got man. We all got uh, Friday the Thirteenth tattoos. Okay, me and uh, Alyssa. Remember Alyssa? I do remember Alyssa. Yeah, you know. I'm thinking about getting this one removed. This is a scar of a misspent youth right here. That looks like uh, a prototypical uh, yeah, military man. I'm not. I'm not proud of it. What do you call that? Now this one I, I like, but. Uh, that's cool. This yeah. this one over here, I just call it a mistake. That's what I call it. No, but isn't there an actual na- is there an actual name for that type of tattoo that I always see stupid. guys in the military have? Stupid. Oh, okay. that's all. Well, they're not stupid for getting it. I'm just, no, I was. You feel stupid I was. for getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get it removed. We don't make fun of anyone who gets tattoos because ta- tattoos are awesome. I don't make fun of guys who can kick my ass. Exactly. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> uh, over to college football now. AP top twenty five rankings out. Not a lot of movement in the top of this. Uh, we still got, looks like, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson rounding out the top five. No movement there. Uh, looking at even uh, Oklahoma, still ranked sixth. USC still seventh. Uh, takes us until we get to number eight before we see any movement. Kentucky Wildcats. How now, about that? Which is weird. That is so weird. Kentucky ranked That's a basketball eight. team. Yeah, it was just for school. Kentucky ranked eighth in football. And they were ninth last week. Look, Ben, ben the show before, said that... He, they have a really good defense, so yeah. I mean, you don't you don't win three wins in a row on per, uh, by accident. So, well, three straight double digit wins, thirty one nothing shutout of Youngstown Youngstown State. You know, power, yeah, heavy look, hitting powerhouse. Look, pe- heavy st- hitting powerhouse like Youngstown. You still State. gotta you still gotta beat the teams you know, play against. I know, so, I know. if you do it in good enough fashion, yeah, you're gonna get noticed. Oklahoma State falls one uh, to number nine. Uh, Arkansas is number ten. Tennessee, one of the first to make a big jump on this Arkansas, list, though. Man, they really didn't want. They really didn't want to win yesterday. No. That was crazy. No, I that was close. A lot of people around here. Are, well, I don't think they care less. Really, okay. Lose Arkansas, lose. Okay. Well, you're going to care in a couple years when you're in the SEC. That's league. right. You will. Uh, Tennessee now number eleven, followed by North Carolina State. They're up uh, to number twelve from sixteenth. 
last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Utes of Utah, number 13. I can't believe they're ranked so high still. That just still blows me away. Penn State, they're number 14 now. Up from 22 last week. Right on. Now, one of the biggest jumps on this list has come from Oregon. They've jumped 10 to 25 last week. They're 15 this week. Okay. Uh, old, followed by Old Miss at number 16. And then what do we got here? We've got Baylor at number 17. Eight, uh, the Huskies, unranked last week, now number 18. They had a good win against Michigan State at home. That, mm-hmm. that, was, that was not as close as the game the game, you know, the final numbers show. 39-28. That was, that was a dominating win right there. Yeah. And like I said last show, Michael Penix Jr. is the number two rated co- quarterback in the country right now, and he's got all the top spots in all the offensive categories. I'm excited. I don't even know I didn't even know about this guy. He is a transfer from Indiana, hurt every year. He knew Kalen DeBoer, came over, gave him a shot, and man, is he taking control. Good stuff. Good yes, stuff, please. Man. Go dogs. Number 18, Washington Huskies. All right, man. 3-0 and this year. They're up against Stanford uh, on Saturday. And we took Michigan State out of the ranking yeah, from 11 did. to nada. That is correct. Uh, BYU falls from 12 to 19 this week. Florida Gators, they're uh, up to 20, down from 18 last week. Wake Forest, here's another basketball school that's weird. The, right? the Demon Deacons are mm-hmm. 21. I love those jerseys, though. That's that black I, and I yellow. love the name of the Demon Deacons. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Texas Longhorns, 22, down. How do you feel spot. about that? What, that they went down? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the fact that they didn't look so good to kick off. Mm-hmm. Again, you're still talking about a backup quarterback. And a backup quarterback, you've got these injuries. I don't know. I call that a balancing effect. I think that that's probably the best act. way to yeah. look at it. Because you go from losing to 21st and then winning, and then you drop to 22nd. You're still in the top 25. Yeah, you, you haven't dropped moved very one far. spot. Big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can go for it. Uh, the Aggies, they uh, actually move up a spot from 24 last week, now to 23. Still under the Longhorns. Pitt, still looking 24. up. Still yeah, looking right. up at their that's big right. brothers. I like that. Don't call uh, me out, please. <laughs> I just I wanted to quote Leslie Nielsen when you said still looking up. I wanted to go, hey, nice beaver. Thanks. It just I watched that movie this weekend. <laughs> that that's uh Naked Gun, right? Yeah. The first one. Yeah. I was I have not laughed that hard in a movie in so long. And a movie especially I've seen for so many times, and to be that old and still be that funny. That's classic. Leslie man. Nielsen was a national treasure. I miss that man so much. He was. He was. He great. had the swag of James Bond, and he was the also just one of the funniest man men in the world. He was great. Yeah. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> just want to say good luck. We're all counting on you. Right. And rounding out that list, number twenty-five, the Miami Hurricanes. So there you go. Good for the Canes. There you go. They lost yeah. and stayed in the rankings. Yeah. Uh, this Even to Texas A&M. And, uh, so coming up this weekend, the Texas Longhorns facing off against Texas Tech. They open up conference play, Big 12 conference play. Uh, Four-point favorite over the Red Raiders this okay. weekend. At least it's not at night. Uh, 41-20 uh, win over the Roadrunners, of course, on Saturday. Uh, so they're uh, four-point favorites over the Red Raiders. That's according to DraftKings. Um, both like what they're two both are two and one on the season two and one yep Texas Tech started the season two one a sixty three ten win over Murray State and a thirty three thirty win over Houston in overtime and a twenty seven fourteen loss to what's uh, up to Houston what's North up with Carolina. Houston they're spoilers, what's going on with them they're spoilers they're supposed they were supposed to be pretty good this year though yeah and you got Dana Holgerson as your your head coach like he is not incompetent yeah well I don't know Houston kind of hit or miss you know some mm-hmm. some years they're they're good other years not so good. Texas also 2-1, and one, obviously. Their victory over Louisiana Monroe. Lost to Alabama. Win over UTSA. Uh, all-time in the series here with Tech. 
Uh, Longhorns 54 and 17 over the Red Raiders. So, okay. Yeah. And that's going to do it for us on the Monday edition of the Bullpen. It is Monday. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We'll be back. Paul Feinbaum's up next. See ya. We'll see you.